Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. to the Paddle and Finn podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jay. We're your hosts, and uh, we're back tonight, guys, to chat with you about some of our stuff going on. No guests tonight. Figured no we play guests. Figured we play catch up with you guys. Uh, we've had a ton of guests uh, on the show lately, and uh, yeah, it'll be nice to just chat me and you. It's been a while. <laughs> so uh yeah man so you uh you just got a pretty sweet setup for uh your fishing season for your trailer little little tent add-on it's been bl- been blowing up on social media man you're like uh, a hot character out there because of this setup yep it's all for the fans that's why i do this stuff <laughs> right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh why don't you tell us what it is what you got how the setup went well brian <laughs> i picked up a smitty built overlander extra large xl uh it's a 2883 tent it's a rooftop tent um it's pretty large it uh can you can get like three you can get three adults in there but it's definitely going to be too comfortably so almost a queen size bed. 
But um, yeah, I went ahead and got one of those and uh, threw it on top of my trailer. It's pretty slick, man. I know you uh, you posted pics of it to Facebook and Instagram, and everybody was like, "What is that? I need that." Yeah, in my life. Like, yeah. I'm sick of sleeping in the back seat of my car, or truck, or whatever. So, yeah, no, it's slick, man, and it looks like it's it's huge. Like, it's got a ton of room. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so well, you know, so it has um. Uh, what is that thing called in the front? Uh, oh, it's got like an overhang in front of the yeah the yeah front, yeah. front window. Yeah, and and I'm forgetting the name of a vestibule like a, thing. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah yeah, I think so. So I got so there's the the Overlander and the Overlander XL. I got that one because the, the XL because uh, it has that vestibule that hangs over the front. Um, I liked the idea because now you can have. Well, you don't have to worry about the rain getting in and everything, so you can leave that front open if you want more ventilation uh, in the summer and everything. Um, uh, the cool thing about that tent, too, is that if you, if it's higher up, you can put that annex on there, but I have no intention of doing that. The tent's way too low. Uh, it won't uh, be able to uh, – uh, you know, well, I could put it on there, but it would just be bunched up at the bottom and everything. It's just – I don't know. I, I have no intention of getting it, so whatever. Sure. <laughs> but um, – but yeah, I had looked at. Well, let me just back up. I had, uh, you know, anytime you go to these tournaments, if you don't have any, like, if you don't want to pitch a tent, you know, you're you're pretty much staying in a hotel, and you know that's like seventy five to a hundred bucks depending yeah. on where you're staying. Uh, you can stay at a fifty or sixty dollar uh, hotel, but uh, I call those the no tell motel. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. Beware. Yeah. I always give a, I always do a fast, like look over, like look on the floor and uh, yeah, but sometimes they're a little scary. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're mom pops places are pretty cool, but sure. More times than not, there's some uh, unsavory people staying in there. So, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, really what it came down to was money. And, um, I looked at so many options. Uh, I looked at the cot tent. The cot tent is, uh, you know, essentially a cot with a tent that's connected to it. Uh, over the top um so it would fold up just like a cot would uh since i have a truck that would be fine it would fit you know i i was almost going to go that route and uh and i was looking at the rooftop tents and i just like that idea better um but i have a very interesting trailer so i've got like a five foot span between the tiers so i kind of had to go with the xl sure um, to make it fit, because I, I don't think that the other one would, the other, the original Overlander. Um, but I needed something over five foot, and this happened to be it, and was in my price range, uh, because rooftop tents are not cheap. Yeah, I know you did a ton of research on them when you were talking yeah. about getting one. Yeah, it was like a year, man. I was like over, it was over a year. I've been looking at them, weighing options, you know, because ever since you did your build out on your <laughs> your cargo trailer. Yeah. Um, I was like, I was like, man, I got to get something because I know we're not going to be fishing together hundred percent of the time during tournament season. Sure. <laughs> and I didn't want to be like throwing down the tent cause I've done that. And I've been like poured on yeah. and had to do a takedown during the pour, you know? <laughs> yep. Uh, been there, done that. That's so awesome. It's the greatest time ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's like, so yeah, I threw it up on my trailer and uh, yeah, I'm digging it. Like I still have some more stuff to do. 
I got to throw the stabilizer jacks on there still. I only have two. I might do four. Nice. Um, it all depend. It all depends on how it handles all the the weight. Um, oh, and the other reason too, I got that that particular tent is because it folds out. So my uh, my trailer is pretty thin, and I mean it's perfect for kayaks and everything. But I didn't want like one of those clamshells that sits like right on top, uh, because then it would be kind of tipsy. I thought so. I wanted something that kind of uh, uh, maximized my uh, weight proportion, like. Sure. of the tent so i got some weight hanging over the side of it so i essentially the trailer becomes like the back end of the uh, uh of the stability factor but um yeah i don't know it's just like i still got a few things to go through but i mean I, i'm really digging it um and like to your point yeah it kind of took off on uh on instagram and on facebook especially on facebook yeah uh, i was really surprised like i got more likes on a tent than I have on anything I've ever put up. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So I, I, I think I've learned what the content needs to be on my, uh, yeah. on my page now. Right. Well, <laughs> you and I had a pretty interesting conversation. Uh, I think it was like last night on the phone or something about security for that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a lot something that a lot of people are going to overlook. And I know you're talking about doing a video on it, but. Uh, you know, um, it's something I wouldn't have thought about. And I know you brought it up to me. Um, you know, you, you're getting these security nuts to bolt that thing down. So somebody can't just essentially walk up and unbolt it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're called T groove nuts. Um, there's a couple different versions, not really of the T groove, but something to that avail, but the T grooves are very expensive. <laughs> very just for nuts um but they're stainless steel made in america and the fact that they're hard to get a hold of is great because it means it'll be uh real difficult for somebody to get their hands on the actual socket which you have to buy too sure um because these are totally 100 percent anti-theft um type nuts but uh yeah i don't know i just you know you know how it is it's like i'm going to be leaving that trailer you know, and the tent's just going to be sitting there. And if you've got a soccer wrench right now, you could just take it right off. Sure. Nobody would be none the wiser. I mean, all you got to really do is just bust out four of them and you can just take off. Um, <clears throat> and there goes a thousand bucks. Right. You know, but uh, yeah, so this, like, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know why I live outside Chicago. You know, it's like you're not far from me, but over yeah. here it's still sketchy. And sure. You know, yeah. you can stuff can get snaked all the time. Well, it's sketchy wherever you go. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I brought this up on here, but I know uh, one of the guys from uh, the KBL was down at that Hobie Bass Open on uh, Chickamauga, and I think it was uh, Thursday night or Friday night, right before the tournament. Dude was staying at a hotel. Comes out. Somebody stole his trailer with his brand new Hobie kayak on it and took off through a field onto a side road and then bam, gone. He couldn't yeah. even fish the tournament, you know? So it's just like, you know, that security stuff, I think that's something that we don't think about and we might take for granted sometimes, but I thought, you know, you doing those extra steps, that's, that's, that's clutch. That's key, man. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it's a, it, well, I, I just know how easy it would be now. What was the, like when we talked about that guy, what was the first thing I said to you? Yeah. Was his trailer locked up to his hitch? 
Yes. I don't know like, that. I don't know that answer. I know me and you t- have talked about that before. You know, like mine's always um, whether it's um, like my bed extender or um, you know my trailer. Like not only my hitch is locked, but my the actual um, lever that flops down to to secure around the ball. I have a lock, a pin lock through that too. So, oh yeah, I mean it's like so, and you've seen my stuff. So and you know how serious I take this. I mean I've yeah. had stuff ganked, um, and uh, so and I urge everybody to pay attention to this right now. So there's there's these um these locks that are out there. The company's called Bolt. Yep. It's a it's a red and black. Uh, their colors are red and black on the bolt. What it does is it actually learns your vehicle key. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I used to have other locks uh, for all my stuff. <coughs> and one day I left my keys on the back bumper, something like that. Um, I got home and it was cold out and everything. Uh, I quickly found that I couldn't undo my trailer. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. Yeah. So I, l- I literally had to break all the locks off. Like at almost ten o'clock at night, <laughs> so I could put this thing away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so what I did is I, uh, after that lovely experience, I did some research and I was like, okay, well, keys suck. Uh, you get a bunch of different locks, you get a bunch of different keys, you're screwed. Sure. Um, you lose them, you know, and chances are you probably didn't stash the extra one somewhere safe. You probably kept it on the same key ring. You know who you are out there because I'm still one of them. And so I thought it'd be easier. I was like, well, let me just look at like, you know, if there's newer technologies, whatever is out there. And I saw one that learns your, uh, your vehicle key. So that um, makes sense. You know, you can keep everything under lock and key with one key. Yeah. It's way easier. So now at this point, um, I have my hitch locked. I've got the, uh, the ball lock. Um, that one's got another lock on it. Uh, my rod tubes have padlocks on them on the conduit um, latches. Uh, I've even got a bike, uh, like kind of like a bike chain type lock for this as well. Um, I even, um, what was the other thing I have? <clears throat> Let's just say I pretty your much straps, got it all outfitted. Your straps too. What's the name oh, yeah, of those straps? Because you strap your boat down and they got a lock on them. Yeah. And I remember, locks. yeah, I remember the first time we fished together, I was like, what are these? Like, yeah. I need a pair of these. Like, these are pretty slick. Yeah, those canoe locks are awesome. They have, a, a, like, a steel wire or cable um, running through them. They got, like, two of them, um, and they're lockable. So, I mean, if somebody wants them, they could get they could get at you know, get through them, but it's going to take some work. It's, yeah, they can't yeah. slash them. You yeah. can't slash them with the blade. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, that's but, huge, man. That's huge. Yeah, it's like I'm a big proponent of that safety, or not safety, but the security aspect. And I mean, I don't know. It's just it just sucks. I mean, nobody wants to come out and see that their stuff got ganked. Um, and I know most of us, like even when you're staying in a hotel, if you're like me, you can still see your kayak wherever you're staying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I know. Um, you know, even when I go fishing with. Uh, 
my good friend Scotty Purrs, you know, and we're not, you know, camping in the boats, not right there next to the trailer or whatever, um, you know, we're staying in a hotel. He backs that thing up right by the window, you know, keeps an eye on it, locks on yeah. all the rod lockers, everything like that. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's huge, man. Uh, you know, you guys that are fishing tournaments and stuff out there, just take, take into consideration some of those facts that uh, Jay just pumped at you, you know, some of those safety aspects you might want to pick up just to keep your stuff, stuff safe so you don't end up like the one gent down at uh, the Hobie Bass Open, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. I, just take I, the time. I don't even know what I would do if I walked out and just saw all my stuff gone. Yeah, I, I mean, would it's... probably yeah. flip. I'm trying to keep this PG, so, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. It would be a bad day for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Stay out of Brian's I'd be, way. I'd be looking for like, <laughs> yeah. is that a green kayak? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's sad that you know it, it comes to that, but at the same time, it's like you, you just can't overlook it um, because when you do, you know, you'll end up the loser. And it, you know, even if you insure your stuff. Yeah. Don't take that laissez-faire like, ah, oh, well, it's insured. It's like, well, you sure. just ruined your trip. Yeah. You know? Drove drove <laughs> all the way to wherever for nothing. And not only that, like, sometimes, like, your insurance, like, if you had, like, tackle bins of bait in there, you know, like, it's not going to cover all the hundreds of dollars worth of bait. And I think, or tackle, so to speak. Um, and I think that dude that got his boat ganked, I think all his terminal tackle was in his boat. I mean, just think about that. Like, you know, you got 10 different size hooks, five different size weights, you know, another style of hook, another style of weight, you know, all that stuff, man, that adds up real quick. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking, it could have been five bills worth of, worth of terminal, you know, so... Ain't worth it, man. Ain't worth it because you never know what you're going to get back uh, from the insurance company, things like that, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother issue probably to tackle, too, because, um, you know, when you get into that, you get into insurance, because everybody should be insuring their stuff, um, you got to keep up with what you have for the insurance companies. that. That includes listing everything. Yeah, having receipts, all that good stuff. Yeah, taking pictures of your stuff so that way they know what it looks like. Matter of fact, even insure it, you'd probably have to do that anyway. Right, 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 right. But, yeah. yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year, that's for sure. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so you've, uh, you've been working on something else, too, recently. <laughs> And I think you might have mentioned this on the first time you were on the podcast, uh, Fish Mob Lures. Yeah. So what is it? Yeah. What's it about? Um, well, I started Fish Mob uh, before, um, and I was kind of scattered everywhere, spinnerbaits, buzzbaits, jigs, um, a couple other things. I was painting some uh, jerkbait, you know, type topwater suspended baits hollow body stuff, rattles, all the good stuff. Um, I kind of became the uh, the product. So I kind of concentrated on me and stuff. And then uh, after a while, 
<clears throat> I was kind of thinking, well, me and you had talked about it too. Yeah. And I was, I really wanted to do a reboot, but I wanted to keep it simple. Sure. Um, and I wanted to run something that I know a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people use lure wise and, um, something that's super effective for, you know, I mean, any, pretty much any fish that'll hit top water. Sure. Um, so it ends up being those, uh, those buzz baits that you like so much. <laughs> I love them. I love them. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I have, uh, are you going to get one out? Oh yeah. <laughs> show, show the nice people at home. I got like two bins of buzz baits, so. Yeah, I, you have a lot of buzz baits, and a lot of them are mine. Yeah. <laughs> that's but yes, that's probably one of my favorites right there, black and blue. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool. I'll have that scheme definitely going on. But what I think is unique about these, and I, I may have only seen this once, is like you got the double blade going on, so you got the quad blade in the center of a double, big double blade, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's that's super slick and i love these because you can reel them at like multiple speeds and get different sounds and churns out of the water yeah um i know me and you had a conversation once too where you were telling me you were like you know bend that arm a little bit like on the double bladed ones get some more clacking out of it you Mm. know a, a harder thump and uh yeah, man, I love them. I caught a lot of fish off those this past summer. Yeah, they work really year well, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're fun. I mean, I got the <coughs> one of the newer ones I just made. Yeah, uh, this is like I'm calling it Black Shed. Yeah, that but, one's um, sold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how do you know I didn't make this for myself? <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's sold. I know it's like I need to. It's, I'm glad I made more. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's like you know, you've got the you know these two blades, and they turn opposite of each other, so you get a yeah. straight line on your retrieve. Um, the other great thing about these heads is that you know they're really thin, sure, and they plane really well, and it sits below the water uh, before uh, bleh, below the surface. So when you're bringing it in, you can like move that rod tip, and you can you know swim it around stuff. Um, and this is a three ace I have in my hands right now, and these you can run really slow. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why I like about the three ace because I, I pretty much I'm only going to be carrying like three, uh, three ace and a half ounce. Um, but, uh, you know, and then like you were saying but with this, if you bend this arm down, yeah. you can get it. If you get it to just hit it, like yeah. you tune it to just hit it, you'll get a clack out of that thing yeah. that'll bring in fish. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I played around with it a little bit last summer and I definitely saw an increase in bites. But like like on a hot summer evening you know, um, you could just slowly churn that thing across the top of the water, man. And I, I can't even begin to tell you how many 16 plus inch fish I've caught on that. And not only bass, but Northern Pike too. Oh yeah. You know, like those pike just destroy those things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's cool, man. So, like, if somebody was interested in them, uh, where could they find out about fish, fishy mob lures? Uh, well, right now, uh, you can either PM me um, through, you know, on Facebook through Jay Randall, or you can go to Fish Mob Lures on Facebook and PM me there. 
Uh, I don't have a website right now, so we'll just do kind of PayPal stuff. Um, and then I'll, you know, I'll give you the pricing and whatnot. I'm going to have some statics, um, static designs, probably like four or five that I'll keep on hand. And then if you want <clears throat> to, excuse me, if you want to get into something, uh, more, uh, custom, you know, we can talk about it and, you know, we can go from there. Uh, I've got some, uh, some options in terms of the blade coloring and just the stuff that makes it bling and makes you go, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> well, I know last summer I picked up uh, a few from you all in one shot and yeah, you know, you were like, Hey man, I got these buzz baits. And I was like, how many of those you got? Yeah. Bring everything you have. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So I got a large assortment, but, uh, no, I love them, man. Cause, uh, I think I was throwing like some strike Kings last year too. And like those things would just get destroyed after a yep. few fish. And like, I've not had one of yours be like jacked up or messed up. So yeah, that's another thing. The wire gauge, it was important. Yeah. How tough these are. Um, they can take one hell of a beating. Um, not to mention they cast for like ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, even yeah. on a windy day, they'll cut right through the wind. Yeah, they got a nice balanced weight to them for sure, and uh, yeah, you can cast them a mile. So um, that brings me to uh, we had a listener email us and uh, wanted to touch on this tonight. Um, it was from Jeff Gruss, uh, which I believe we both met at the Chicago Fishing Show. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, his question was, um, rod types when kayaking, being on moving river or both, I'm always looking at new gear, but before diving into those purchases, I thought maybe you could touch base on the subject. Do we throw our classic rod and reel setup rules aside when fishing from a kayak? Would that somewhat give you or get you uh, being light on the water. Um, he likes to throw crankbaits, a few other hard baits on a medium fast action rod, jigs and heavier baits like chatterbait swim jigs. He uses a medium heavy fast action. Our kayak fishermen using heavier, stiffer rods these days with more backbone. Um, would this give you a better setting of the hook yourself and while in the boat moving. Uh, I think he's talking about rivers on there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's talking about <coughs> kayak-specific rods. So, like, when you're throwing throwing the buzz, what style rod are you using? Um, I'm definitely going to be throwing on a medium heavy. Yeah, I'm the same way. <clears throat> Just because of the gauge of the hook. Yeah. Like, I think that's really what should drive this whole conversation anyway. Sure. Because, you know, I'm pike, you're bass. I mean, you're pike, you're bass and pike, but I'm definitely, like, pro pike. I fish <laughs> like... I fish for anything that bites. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, definitely, like, a medium heavy, seven foot. Um, I would even go with a seven six if I could. Um, sure. I've thrown... I've actually thrown this on my heavy rod too. Yeah. Uh, I think you get a better whip out of a medium heavy. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, you know, and I'll usually throw these on braid. Uh, well, for me, like again, pike, 
these I'll tie straight too because I can't use a leader. I mean, I could use a tie leader or something, but sure, these don't have a, a hole, you yeah. know, to keep the thing secured. So I'll tie it to just like probably 30 pound braid. Yeah. I was going to say, I usually throw like 30 pound braid on uh, a medium heavy fast action tip. And not only that too, but like, especially on a top water bite, I mean, my preference at least is, is that medium heavy. Um, just because there's a little bit of a delay on that hook set, even though you're pulling that rod back, it's not, I think if you got too heavy a rod, sometimes it's going to pull that hook right out of the fish's mouth, right? It's not going to give them time to bite it. Um, so that's my take on that. Um, you know, I mean, what are your thoughts as far as like in a moving river? I know you fish rivers most of the time. Do you, do you like go to a specific rod just because you're in the river or you just kind of stick to your same, whether it be river or lake? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a preference, uh, river or lake. Uh, it's, it's the bait. Sure. So, you know, when I'm throwing like one ounce, you know, like lures, sure. Um, I'm using a heavy. Yeah. Um, even if I'm throwing a, a rattle trap, even a one ounce <laughs> rattle trap, I'll do that. Um, to the chatterbait question, usually, I mean, I've thrown it on a heavy, I've thrown it on a medium heavy, and I've thrown them on a medium. Now you're gonna hear different opinions on that because some people think you sh- you should be throwing them on mediums because right. you you kind of need that um you know you need you know the uh that that slow taper you know to kind of load up that rod and you know and, and get that hit but again i re- in my opinion i think it's more the gauge of the uh the hook driving it so if i have anything that's in the 4 like the 4 out 5 out uh, range definitely a medium heavy uh even possibly a heavy sure. just depending on what it is and how much weight's on it sure you know, a three ace though, I'd probably, you know, smaller gauge usually are on those, like a three out usually. Yeah. I'll probably go a medium, you know, on a chatterbait. Um but again, I'm more pike, so yeah. I'm usually in the heavy range. Uh but sure. it's medium heavy to heavy for me all the time. Yeah, I you mean know? I think if you were gonna have one rod in your boat, I'd probably go with a medium heavy. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, me too. I, I, I agree. I mean, you know, you could do so much with it. Yeah, you're not going to yep. get as much sensitivity out of it. I don't think if you were, like, drop shotting or, or finesse mm-hmm. jigging or something like that. But, um, yeah, I think if I had to choose, like, one rod in my boat, it would be a medium-heavy, fast taper. I think that's a good all-around rod for today's days, today's baits. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jeff sent in that question, so I figured uh, we'd touch on that a little bit. I think it's more like rod stiffness, tip action mm-hmm. is more specific, like you said, to weight, uh, hook size, technique, things yep. like that, you know. So um, I think you got to kind of break it down like, you know, uh, I want to focus on this technique, that technique, and this other one. And what's going to help me achieve that, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. I dig it. Uh, thanks to Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. Congrats on your new Bonafide RS-11.7, baby. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> 
Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> These things have been flying out of the shop, man. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was a great question, you know, and I think a lot of people uh, kind of dance around it. Um, and I think it's going to be more of a personal take overall. But, uh, yeah. you know, I like what you said, you know, weight, hook size. Um, I know I don't necessarily think about that a lot. I think more about the weight than I do the hook size, but something to consider for sure. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if I could just touch on one other thing, like if you're, <clears throat> if you're no, fast you can't. Fishing, no. Oh, okay. I'll start, I'll just <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh well, thanks for your permission. I didn't. I didn't know you needed permission to talk on <laughs> yeah. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is my turn. Um, no, so I mean, like you know, if you're bass fishing, though, uh, I think you know because you're targeting bass, you know, smallmouth, largemouth, even maybe walleye. Um, I would definitely think on the other side of things, a medium, like fast or yeah. uh, a moderate tip, would be perfect because. Now you can use a plastic. You can you, you can finesse fish. Sure. Uh, you can throw a Ned rig. Um, you know, if if I have a moderate one for uh, uh, for drop shotting and Ned rigging. Sure. Works great. Yeah. Um, again, this is the hook size though, because you know now you're gonna be you know you're gonna let that rod load up, and your rod is gonna set that hook more or less than your your hook set. Your yeah, you know yeah, yeah. the action. Um, it's the same thing with wacky rigging. I mean, you, you're going to have a lot of versatility with that medium for bass. Sure. You know, sure. and again, it, you know, matching up your line weight and your, uh, you know, the actual weight of the lure and the, the hook, just pay attention to that and see if you're missing fish or not. You yeah. Know? I know I, uh, so this year I'll have a medium light and a medium spinning rod uh medium crankbait rod a medium heavy a heavy and an extra heavy all in my boat yeah it's so, a good range yeah so i can touch touch pretty much all across the board yeah maybe an yeah. ultralight depends i know jay likes to have an ultralight in his boat i don't even know what those are <laughs> yeah like... <laughs> It's like it's either I'm fishing for a pike with an extra heavy yeah. or I have an ultralight. <laughs> yeah, and I'm throwing you know? maps. Oh, don't funny. let anybody tell you it's a, it's a fairy wand. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Be secure when you're throwing one of those oh, because they will catch funny. you a 20. Oh, yeah. Yeah, catching a 20 on an ultralight is like catching Moby Dick on oh, a yeah. telephone pole, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, the other part of his question was like kayak specific rods. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on them, man. Like, you know, I don't want to be biased here. You know, yeah, I'm on Elysian's, uh, you know, pro staff or whatever, but, uh, and they just came out with their kayak rods. And I've actually been using them here in like the past week. Yeah, like week, week and a half. I've been sneaking down to the river. Um, and and I like them, um, super smooth. I mean, you know, it seems like all these companies that are um, making kayak specific rods are like, oh, we're cutting down the butt ends. Um, and I know when uh, Elysian had looked at uh, 
doing this whole kayak series, he put a question out to uh, the team, and he was like, what do you guys want to see about the or see in these? Um, do you guys want the butt ends cut down? And I'd say 95% of the guys were like, no, like a regular butt end is fine with me. I don't need it cut down. So, you know, what is a kayak-specific rod? That's still the question that's got to be answered, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know what they did is, like, as far as the grips, they put wind grips on because our, you know, our rods get wet. You know, like, you're landing a fish, the end of your pole goes, you know, into the lake a little bit. Then you're pulling it out. You got a wet grip. Sometimes cork isn't... Uh, gets a little bit slippery i know eva foam gets a little slippery when it's wet so those wind grips get a little stickier um that's why i like them it's just because of the grips um he didn't shorten up the butt end too much on those um but that's going to be a personal preference um you know i would say you know i i love cork grips I don't know about you, but, you know, after throwing these wind grips the past week or two, like, I can see how they're really going to serve a purpose in the kayak, you know. So, I mean, I don't usually have an issue with, you know, super slippery grips. I will say that. But, uh, I don't know. Are kayak-specific rods a gimmick? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's too early to tell. Because yeah. I think St. Croix was the first one that came out with one, right? I think like, those Mojo Basser yeah. kayak. Not, you know what? I know there's a lot of guys out there that are huge St. Croix fans, but sure. I do not like those rods yeah. at all. They are, to me, the balance is so important. And sure. Those rods sure. feel, they're just very front heavy. Mm-hmm. You just don't get that, that good cast that you want out of them, in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm okay with like a regular size rod. Sure. I'm not that particular. I get it. You want it to be able to clear your PFD and especially if you're a fat dude, it's like, you know, it's, you're going to want to clear your belly. You call me fat? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I had to look and make sure it was still there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was really hoping this podcast would make me lose like 10 pounds. (laughs) It didn't work. It's not like on TV at all, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and these pills don't work either. Yeah. Don't take the pills. Yeah. I just, I feel really giddy. That's it. <laughs> you know, no, but I mean, you know, how it is you, you, people want that clearance, you know, and it's yeah. like, I don't know if they can figure out a way to <coughs> counterbalance that. Sure. Um, then great. But if, I think if you lose the balance, that's going to be, yeah. it's going to hurt your product. I agree with that. Um, um, uh, I know you haven't seen my rods yet, but, uh, um, you'll see them next weekend, which will be the next segue. But, uh, did uh, you just say you're going to show me your rods? <laughs> you dirty, <laughs> dirty, dirty I, man. I know. That's uh, about as dirty as it gets. <laughs> yeah. Starting to question, question you, but, uh, um, yeah, I, I, t- you know, to your point, yeah, I think the balance the balance of the rod is key. I have a St. Croix Bass X rod. I believe it's a medium heavy, like seven foot. Um, it's all right. I mean, I fished it a ton last year. I didn't fish it. 
you know, it's it's more of a a heavier rod <clears throat> than a medium heavy, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I like custom built rods. You know, I used to build rods back in the day. I like custom built rods just because you get in a few extra eye guides in there that are going to give you uh, a longer cast, more sensi- sensitivity in the rod, um, more balanced. Um, whereas I think some manufacturers kind of chintz out on an eye guide or two, and then that kind of, you know, decreases those things. So yeah, that's just my take on it. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds in the kayak world, especially this year. I think you're going to see a lot of it popping up. You know, I think St. Croix, kind of took the first initiative step and uh some other people are following along in their footsteps and uh to my point with the wind grips st croix's got a grip similar to that on their uh moyak rods or i keep saying moyak that's that's richie lockery's tournament series yeah richie's on your mind huh yeah Richie, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fish their first tournament, man, down at uh, Lake of the Ozarks. Couple Are of you? Weeks. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I think you should go. Nope. L O Z. No. Thousand. No, I, we we haven't even talked about it, but I don't know. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <clears throat> yeah. Off air. Off air. But uh, yeah, so you know, going into the subject of next weekend. Um, or actually, it'll be this weekend because this is we're recording this early, so it'll That's be right. it'll be the, the week magic. that this airs. Yeah, I always forget about that. The magic of recording. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're heading down to Douglas Lake, Tennessee. Ten I see. Going to be meet, right. Going to be meeting up with some folks, getting some lines wet, sliming up some boats. Be nice to get some bass in the boat. I haven't had a bass in there in a while. I think it's going to happen. I think, I think so happen. too. I've already got a plan of attack and everything. Do you? I do. Or are you I going don't. off my plan that we that I told you about? <laughs> no, this is my own. I, I, so, you're lucky. I have short term memory. I don't remember what we talked about. <laughs> so what's your plan? I want to know your plan. Well, what's yours first? I asked you first. <laughs> that doesn't matter. So. <laughs> no. Like no, I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna tie up two mediums. Um, I'm gonna have a medium moderate and a medium uh, fast, and uh, I'm gonna be running uh, probably my Spro uh, flat sided um, uh, cranks. Some, yeah, some square bill types. Uh, I'll throw. I'll probably run those on the moderate, and then on the fast, I'm gonna throw some rattle traps. Um. You know, go that route, and then I'm definitely going to bring the Ned rig and be versatile with the uh, uh, with drop shotting if I have to. Um, and then I thought I'd probably do like a medium heavy with the um, some of the the swing jigs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, definitely, definitely rattle trap crankbait. Uh... I might try Nico rigging versus drop shotting. 
That's uh, that's a new technique I wanted to pick up this year. Um, been doing a lot of looking into that. Um, but I mean, drop shots, you know, always a nice producer. Um, especially in that lake, there's some some pretty nice ledges where that drop shot could come in a key. Um, definitely a jig, pitching mm-hmm. a jig with a uh, little crayfish trailer action. So, yeah, I might even throw a chatterbait too. So, what's your plan as far as the lake goes? Have you looked into that? No, that's what I was that, talking about. That was the plan for the lake. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like spots. Did you look? At oh that? no, I haven't. Um, I guess like first off, I mean, with just being blind right now, uh, I'd probably definitely look for points. Um. And I'd look for the ledges. I think yeah. the easiest things to do. I know you said a little bit about it, about where we're at. It's a pretty, uh, uh, you pretty much got like the best of all worlds right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm just going to throw like standard springtime stuff and sure try to just, well, I mean, first you're going to have to find out what, you know, what points are on. Are they on the primaries or secondaries? Yeah. Um, find out how shallow these things are actually getting. Cause for us, even though it's only like six hours away or whatever, yeah. Uh it's like a whole different world of fishing. Sure. I mean, especially right now. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's all it's, our water is hard. <laughs> I know it's be, been like between like mid 50s and almost 70 down there. Yeah. Uh it's been like kind of inconsistent, but that'll just be the key factor. So mm-hmm. um you know, maybe uh you know, so we're talking about this if you guys haven't seen or heard, I know I've put a couple blurbs at the end of couple of the recent uh podcasts that went out but uh you know jay and i are heading down to douglas lake it's in Seaverville, tennessee uh we're gonna be camped out at uh, douglas headwaters campground which is down by the dam um to meet up with you know some listeners so if you guys are down that way or you're not too far away um come down hang out fish with us um we got a few people already uh shooting us messages uh that are going to be down there um you know if you are planning on coming let us know uh saturday is going to be the main day for fishing we want to spend a full day on the water and then uh we were going to go back to the campground um after being on the water and do a little barbecue you know hang out talk fish stories maybe record a podcast with whoever fishes with us and all that good stuff so you know it'll be a good time and I know after we had, like, kind of announced this, uh, you know, there was some other guys that were like, when are you coming here? When are you coming over here? So, (laughs) you know, we're not trying to leave anybody out. You know, uh, Jay and I have been kind of talking behind the scenes. We want to definitely try doing a few of these in a few different areas. You know, obviously, work schedules families time constraints things like that play a factor so but we'll have more um for sure so yeah it'll be cool but uh, yeah <clears throat> yeah i know that lake's kind of unique it's part of the french broad river um i know there's been some uh pretty big bass tournaments on that lake in the past like bass and all that stuff flw um there's good fish. I saw some pictures a uh, couple 
what, week ago, two weeks ago, some guys were down there fishing out of glitter rockets and put together a nice, you know, 22 pound bag, I think. Five fish. So, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a couple <laughs> fish, you know. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just excited we're going to see our man Todd Phillips. Good old Toddy boy. Looking forward to that. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good time, man. It's going to be cool. Yeah, it's just, we're just going to be chilling, really. Yeah, it's just yeah. out there just, have a good time. Just hang out, fish, yeah. you know, spend some time on the water. Um, I know uh, my man from uh, Southern Lake Co. is coming down, too. So he'll be chatting it up with us as well. So should be a good time, man. Good weekend. It'll be nice to get out of the tundra, frozen yeah, tundra, and get on some open water. Oh, winter. Yeah. God. Well, dude, I've been sneaking down to the river, you know, fishing. And, uh, yeah, the other day it was just dumb. It was like 13 <laughs> degrees. Wind was blowing 15 <laughs> miles. Like, I didn't last very long. Dude, they were saying that, like, 90% of Superior is frozen right now. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> 90%. That's a big lake. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lake Superior is the deepest lake. And yeah. with that being said, I know the average water temperature of Lake Superior is uh, 43 degrees year-round. And so, I, I got friends that live up there in the UP. And, like, I, I used to go up there, like, every other weekend uh, beautiful country, awesome kayak country. Um, but, uh, I remember going up there in the winter, um, and like legit 15 foot waves just crashing the breaker walls every day, every day. Cause you get the North winds out of Canada coming across the long ways of the lake, you know, and just crashing. Um, there was actually, I remember the one time I was up there and this is totally off subject, um, there was some dudes out there surfing in the middle of winter and they were actually shooting a documentary on winter surfing Lake Superior because their waves are so strong and that's because the lake is so deep, which is nuts. It's gnarly. Oh, dry suits. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to be in a dry suit. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts, dude. Uh, yeah. Cold water. What are you going to do? nutty people well, yeah life, I mean, life up north it's wonderful <laughs> yeah I, mean, I won't lie i i've been out in my kayak already a couple times this year which is dumb too but you know what are you gonna do yeah but uh, you got a dry suit yeah i do but You're still yeah, yeah well it's not good when you can't feel your fingertips oh that's fine yeah like you know by the time it really makes a difference we're gonna have like bionic hands and stuff so i don't even worry about that you just be able to stick your hand right in the water. It won't matter. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Um, and then also we we got a seminar coming up. Jay and I are doing an intro to kayak fishing seminar down at Rocktown Adventures. Uh, so if you're in, uh, you know, Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin, whatever, want to come over, it's uh, the 30th, right? Yeah, 30th at 4 p.m. Yeah. So we're going to be giving a seminar, doing a little Q&A, got some giveaways uh, for those that attend. Oh, still giveaways and keeping it all. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, we'll have uh, Rock Town's going to provide some pizza, some beers, come down. Yeah. You know, um, especially if you got some friends that are interested in kayak fishing, um, don't know really where to start or something like that. Um, it's going to be a good thing. I know we already got a few people signed up, so it's still like a month away, but uh, a couple weeks at least. So should be a good time. Yeah, it'll be fun, man. It'll, we'll have a nice little Q&A, too. And yeah. even even as we go through it, you know, it's, uh, it'll be like school. Yeah. Just like this. Yeah. Be like, oh, <laughs> hey, the guy with the gray hat. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? Yeah, yeah I know uh, there's going to be a lot that spins off of it. I don't want to say too much right now, but, uh, um, yeah, uh, there will be some some opportunities for some trips and stuff in the in the future through Rocktown. So, um Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, it's yeah. great. Get your butts out there. It'll be fun. It's free. Yeah. It's a free just, event. Free just event. Come hang out. Come hang out. We're going to talk boats, uh, gear, rigging up boats. I'm going to have my boat there all rigged out. Are you going to bring your boat up? No. Yeah. I didn't think you would. I'm going to pretend like yours is mine. Wait, what? <laughs> I said pretend. Like, no, we're just going to set up like one of the FDs that's there. Uh, we'll just go ahead and do that. Lame. That's right. Just Hey, could you bring more rods so I can pretend like those are mine? <laughs> <laughs> I might have you covered. Um, I'm sure you're going to have a pretty, your, your kayak will be all prettied up. It'll pretty much, you know, show everything. It usually does. <laughs> it usually does. Um, you know, which I recently rigged up my new depth finder on my boat. So, uh, I know I did like a short little YouTube video. I didn't go into as much detail as I think I could have or should have. Um, but it gives you the basic concept. Um, but I did pick up the, uh, Garmin EcoMap plus 93 SV. If that's not a long leg, uh, oh. long name. I don't know what is, but, uh, yeah, I rigged it in my bonafide pod, um, Use some, uh, had to drill some holes, run some caps, seals on it, things like that. But uh, I'm really looking forward to putting that to the use down there on Douglas. You know, the big thing I've been talking about is getting side imaging, and that uh, definitely has it. So it'll be nice. It'll be nice, Um, especially this year on my home lake. Um, they got a bunch of brush piles out on the ice. I haven't told you that. So there's some new structure going in the lake. Oh, cool. Once it thaws out and it's kind of scattered all over. Nice. Um, I think this is the furthest scattered I've ever seen it. Like they've had piles in the past. Um, but it's not only in the depths, but it's in the shallows as well. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, so I might go go out and walk around with the Navionics happening and, you know. <laughs> Just start putting waypoints. Yep. Bink. Yep. Bink. So, yeah, it's super cool, man. I'm uh, I'm stoked about that new unit and uh, should, should be good, man. I'll, I'll do kind of like a review after I've uh, used it a little bit. So, um, yeah, it'll be good. That's cool. Yeah, I'm sure your, your imaging is going to be really nice get some of that newer technology in there yeah yeah and that was the thing when i looked so um there was a lot of new model depth finders coming out and i think this is actually technically last year's model so i got it for really really cheap 
compared to norm what it's normally at. I think that unit's normally a little over a thousand bucks, and I got it for six bills. Wow! Thank you to the boys at the uh, poker game that evening. Yeah, <laughs> you know who you are. That's awesome. I know he listens. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, Brian is very going to be very happy. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. The boys at the poker game uh, were very generous to me. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I'm super stoked about it. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be, interesting. it'll be fun. Can't wait to hit the water and get all the dust off. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. So when's your first tournament? You're fishing Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series, correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, the You're fishing uh, Banner? Yeah, Banner is the first one. It's funny you're remembering all this, and not me. <laughs> it's me, in April. I, like my yeah, <laughs> my my head hurts because I've been like looking at tournament schedules. Uh, it's April thirteenth. Yeah. Because the following day is the first KBL tournament, the fourteenth. So. Yeah, Banner is sweet. I like it down there. It's an awesome area to fish. Just with all all there's a bunch of lakes and waterlands all around the area. It's really cool. Yeah. Super sweet. Yeah. I've never fished Banner. Uh, I know I've heard about it quite a bit from you and some other folks. Yeah. If... I caught my uh, personal best out there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I caught a 22 and a quarter, right? That's it? Yeah, it's 22. Yeah, that's it. Little's a bass. <laughs> you, know? you know, and it's an Illinois bass. <laughs> it, it, it's not like one of those ones down in Florida where right. – you know, like Gene's catching like twenty eight inch uh, Jody bass. Queen. Oh my god. Jody oh. Jody Queen. I don't even know if those are legend. real. They look like they look like they're fake when they're on the bump board. Dude, I think it was uh the month of February, the KBF monthly challenge. That dude had hundred and seventeen inches. It's not even nice. Dude, that's just redonkulous, dude. Yeah. Like <laughs> redonkulous. I would have been like, okay, next month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I surrender. I yeah. surrender. Take my just money. Swing, just swing for the fences the rest of the time. It's like, well, I'm throwing six and eight inch baits. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I know I've I've read and I've heard an interview with him, and you know, his biggest thing is uh, his success just comes from spending a lot of time on the water. Yep, that's the it's... only thing he says. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's a legend. Jody Queen, you're my hero. <laughs> I'm going to say that now. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting, man. Yeah, so you got Banner, and uh, I'm at Lake St. Chris. Well, actually, my first tournament was more than likely going to be Lake of the Ozarks, down with Moyak, and then come back and fish uh, Lake St. Chris, which is a power plant cooling lake here in Illinois with the KBL boys, so. Yeah. Should be fun. Any preseason rituals before you get your tournament season started? Um Seven Hail Marys. It's called procrastination, procrastination, procrastination. <laughs> oh my god, it's tomorrow. Yeah. I pack all my stuff. <laughs> yeah. I know I was down here the other night and I started getting uh some <laughs> stuff some stuff organized, so uh just because I know we're hitting the road here next week, but uh yeah, I'm. I'm think I'm as ready as I'm gonna be. You know, yeah. so this, this weekend I'll be 
probably getting into more of the stuff, getting everything ready, because I got to make sure the Liska is ready to go. And Liska, the Liska. Sorry, I'm I'm leaving the big rig at home. I was surprised when you told me that. Well, everybody's gonna be paddling. I didn't want to be paddling around. Sure. sure. You know, it's kind of be, and then, like I've been in the big rig, so I mean, I I know it's gonna be good. Right. I, mean, I already right. know. And plus, I got to take all that time to set it up. It's gonna be a whole nother world. So sure. I'm just. I'm not trying to rush that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially it's when it's minute. especially when it's been 20 degrees out, you know, or 13 yeah. or negative yeah. five or whatever. So I don't blame you. Yep. Yeah, no heated garage at my place, yeah. so everything's cold. Me neither. So I'm right there with you. So yeah, man. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm stoked, man. So. You got anything else, man? I th- I think we pretty much covered everything we wanted to cover tonight. Pretty sure, man. We could just wrap it up. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I know uh, we've been getting some emails from l- some listeners. I know one gentleman uh, uh, in particular asked about uh, stickers and T-shirts. So the sticker uh, level is kind of low. So we got to place an order. Uh, I got that in the works. So as soon as we get some stickers back in house, uh, I know I got a list of people I got to send some out to. So uh, we'll get those out. But he also asked about T-shirts. Um, we'd still have the T-shirt shop open on our website, paddle, letter N, in fin.com. Um, if you guys want to buy a T-shirt, hoodie, um, I'm working on some hats, man. I know I haven't told you about that, but uh, I've, been, I've been looking into some hats. So we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I know. I, you know, hats is the last thing on my mind because I got fifty of them. You know, me. Every time yeah. you see me, I'm wearing a different hat. So, um, but yeah, I'm working on that. But if you guys are interested in a t-shirt or a hoodie, uh, check those out. T-shirts are super comfortable. Same thing with the hoodie. I've been wearing my hoodie as a jacket. So. You know, it's got remnants of sawdust and floor stain and stuff on it. So now I got to order another one. So, Probably some ketchup and mustard on there too. Oh yeah, you know how I love my cheeseburgers. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll probably have to order another one. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to pick up some swag, uh, feel free to do so at paddle letter n and fin dot com. Um, if you guys got a question, comment, uh, something like that, feel free to email us like Jeff did at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Um, also on the anchor podcast app, you can leave us a voicemail. We can play it on the episode, answer your question, uh, play your comment, whatever. Um, so that's always a cool little avenue as well. And, uh, yeah, if you guys are going to make it to the Tennessee meetup, let us know. And uh, love to see you guys down there. So, yeah, brother. Another good chat, as usual. Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, until next time, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling.